some creativity. creativity for the society. The Process Podcast. It's the Process Podcast, episode ninety-seven. And Zach, we've got we've got this guy. Got this and guy. We've already recorded one episode. We've already recorded a full hour and a half. But he forgot to record it. Except no one pressed record, uh, so we're back again. Yeah, it was a bit of malfunction, unfortunately. But this is episode ninety-seven point two. Yeah, point two. Point two. So, ladies and gentlemen, please yeah. welcome Sawyer Sawyer Edworthy. To the process yeah, podcast, the That's clap me. it in, clap Hold it on. in. Sit- sitcom claps, sitcom yeah. claps. Sawyer, what? Like I've now known you for about two hours since we've <laughs> two hours. We had a we great did. conversation. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah, we did. But it was just, <laughs> it was just between, yeah, it was just between us, and we never actually recorded it. So thus, here we are again. I mean, this is probably like the first time we've ever had real technical difficulties. Or someone not record on their end, or a recording fail. And out of not out of ninety seven well, episodes, sorry. though, I think that's a pretty that's a pretty good percentage. Well, I was tell- so you guys almost made yeah, triple digits. Almost. And I was telling almost. the time though we had, uh, I think it was um, it was Sean when we first time we used uh, the Craigbot, and um, yeah, we didn't know that like when you end it, it just goes away. <laughs> and we yeah. thought we'd lost the download link for the audio, <laughs> like so. And completely freaked. And out. that was like that was a that was a long one too. I think so. Yeah, it but, was like an hour, hour and a bit, just like something like that. Yeah. Basically, the same length as the one that we just recorded. Yeah, pretty much. That's going to be for us though. But it's alright then. Yeah, or to forgot record. to record. So sorry. Let's. That's okay. My bad. Everyone messes up. Have <laughs> you ever forgot to press record on set? Oh, oh my goodness! Good really? story. No idea. Really? Okay. Quick story. Quick story. Quick story. I like, story. This. I like this. When I was in, when I was in my third year of school, uh, we we were shooting uh, a, sh- a film called Between the Beats, and a great film. Looks fantastic. We did a we did a wonderful job. But one of the um, DMTs deleted a scene. A DMT is a data uh, data management okay, technician. Okay, not the hallucinogenic. And uh, no, that's a you. It was it. This is a majority <laughs> experience, right? Pull it up, Jamie. So you, pull it up. you take, yeah, pull it up, Jamie. You take your whatever your card out of the, out of the Scarlet or Ari Mini Alexa, whatever camera you've got. Give it to the DMT. Swap in a different card. You keep shooting while the DMT goes and sorts all of the uh, mm-hmm. clips, well, every every shot that you've gotten, and then hands it off to an editor. Well, one of the DMTs didn't like deleted an entire mm-hmm. scene. And it was one of the most beautiful scenes in the entire film. And we almost strangled that person. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who it was. to keep that person anonymous. <laughs> yes, but it was, uh, it was quite the, uh, yeah, the kerfuffle. I feel well, like every, you got to do, so. you got to mess, you got to make mistakes like that at some point. Like if 100%. you can do it in school and the risks are low and it's like, the only people that are going to get mad at you are your classmates and they're going to get over it in a couple of weeks anyways. It's a lot better than potentially mm-hmm. losing your job over. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, school is a good place to like, if you're going to burn something down, really mm-hmm. burn it down there. 
because is it really too many consequences? I mean, your, your classmates will hate yeah, you, first, oh, well. but that's all. I was literally. If, if your classmates yeah. hate you, they're doing you're doing something good. <laughs> exactly, you're doing you're doing something right. If they, <laughs> I was exactly what our our one prof Odin, fucking rad name, in first year, at the okay. end of first year, last class with him. So he said he's like, now is the time to fuck up, because who mm-hmm. cares, you know? Yeah. If you're gonna fuck up any <laughs> time, the time, the time to do, do something wild and mess up, you know. But. So Sawyer, let's paint let's paint the picture yeah. of who you are and and what you do. You and you and Zach know each other more than you and I. You and I have now known each other almost two hours. It's a beautiful, spontaneous relationship. And, <laughs> it's beautiful. Hours. and I feel like I've known you for the last fifteen <laughs> yeah. years. But you and Zach oh yeah, really? you and Zach go back. Yeah. About ten years, I think. Yeah. Where does that how yeah, how, how, did, how does that come into it's, play? Uh, I mean, so Zach and I met in the sixth grade. Zach moved from Hespler. where did you move from? Hespler. Hespler. Uh, he lived in Hespler. Uh, Cambridge, uh, Cambridge, Ontario, and on air, which is like the middle of nowhere, where spelled with a y r, and. Zach moved in across the street. Uh, I was in the sixth grade. There's a hill, a small hill next to my house, and I was tobogganing in the sixth grade when I was. It was snowing out, and I was tobogganing, and I remember there's these people moving in, and I looked across the street, and I could see silhouettes of, of, uh, I think it was your parents, <laughs> and uh, and I remembered just the shape, and then the next day I went into school, and somebody said, "Oh yeah, there's a there's a new kid." <laughs> Uh, in our grade he's he's in the office right now so i went down to the office to see who it was and uh i recognized the shapes shapes. (laughs) (laughs) recognized the shapes and i was like oh my god like do you live on field street can you bleep that out (laughs) do you live on not field street the uh, and, and Zach's like, yeah, we just moved in. I apparently sound like I don't like know that. why you sound like that in my head, but that's how Zach sounds in my head, to be honest. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, we we just moved in. I was like, I live right across the street. Coming on real strong. <laughs> I was old. Yeah, it was a very it yeah, was big I was, energy. I don't know why. It's like, oh, sweet. Yeah, talk yeah. about establishing dominance. It was big energy. Like, and then we... Do you live across the street? You better live across the street if you don't live across the street. <laughs> I'm gonna be very disappointed. I'm be very disappointed. You guys are friends since then. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Friends since then. Both gone in creative yeah. fields. You know, Zach has dabbled in, dabbled with industrial design. So, and what? I guess I, you guys went to the same high school. <laughs> the one I live. Yeah. Or actually, yeah. the one I don't live right beside. Oh, is that pen that penitentiary looking high yeah. school? Yeah, Dylan came it's down. I was like, jail. It came down yeah. like months ago, and uh, I guess it was a while ago now. And uh, I was like, "Well, what what does this place remind you of? What do you think this place is?" As we're coming up the hill, and he's like, "It kind kind of yeah. looks a bit like a jail." I was like, "Yeah, that's what everyone says." <laughs> oh, I said the high school. It is a jail. The most fun jail you'll ever <laughs> oh, spend four years. Lovely. At. So, where did you go? Like where where does life take you after, after uh, after high school? After high school, I moved. I just shouldn't say I moved. I moved to Welland eventually to to go to school mm-hmm. at Niagara College. Um, after taking a year off and working as a graphic installer, uh, I wrapped mm-hmm. cars. I put 
graphics on buildings, signs, anything like that. Um, and I realized pretty quickly that I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. And I, uh, I moved to, well, and I started looking into um, film. I chose film because like, I've, I've always been into both. I don't like the term videography, but it, it's what everybody uses. Uh, I've really been into videography and photography for close to 12 years now. And I, but I figured if I learn all of the aspects of film, they'll go hand in hand with photography. Whereas if I learn all the photography stuff, I won't learn things about film. So I picked um, BRTF, Broadcast Radio Film Television, or Television Film, uh, out of Niagara College in Welland. And I set sail for a small house with seven, seven roommates. roommates. <laughs> What's that seven like living with, with was... seven roommates? Yeah. Well, when everybody wants to cook, it's and there's only one kitchen, yeah, it's a pain. Nice. It, 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 it's it was fun, I will say. Like I, I had a great time. I miss I miss college mm -hmm. a lot. But um yeah, it was it was whatever. So why why pursue I, that? Like where does that interest in film and, and cameras and like taking making pictures and making videos come from? So when I was mm -hmm. I wanna say eleven. 11 or 12, somewhere around then, um, my dad bought a Nikon D5300. And I, excuse me, he didn't want to learn how to use it. He didn't have the time. He just didn't have the attention span. So he handed it to me and said, here, you figure out how to use this and teach me. Of course. And I never taught him. I never taught him how. <laughs> I just wanted to figure it out and, and see what, what I could do with it. Immediately, it was intriguing. Like, camera lens that isn't like one i, I had like a, a little point and shoot mm -hmm. camera i guess but um i didn't i never took interest in it until all of a sudden like oh the lens is detachable you can swap oh there's different rules to different things there's a manual mode what's a manual mode so it, it's a long rabbit hole of techniques and and styles and well a lot mm -hmm. of knowledge so I'm still falling yeah. down that rabbit hole. I was going to say, that's, that's the nice thing about that type of a creative endeavor is that you can go, you can just keep going down the rabbit hole. You're, there's always new stuff and different stuff to learn. That's the exciting part. That's the exciting part. Exactly. So where has that brought you to today? You know, you go to school for film, broadcast, television, all these things. You have an interest in this stuff where where has that like life trajectory landed you so during my time at niagara college i um i also worked a few different jobs i worked with a uh a director that lives in niagara on the lake i was his writing assistant um that got me into or steered me kind of in the direction and gave me more knowledge on how to how to navigate the film world as a creative mind instead of just a technical mm -hmm. mind, um, which both of them go hand in hand, but um, there, there is a difference. Uh, and then after school or after COVID, you know, took over, I, uh, I moved back home and I'm still here and I've been, 
kind of working out of the basement and trying to to get out every day <laughs> my my full-time gig now which i'm proud to say uh i'm 90 percent self-employed congratulations um not thank you <laughs> not uh not overachieving mm-hmm. being self-employed but uh but mm-hmm. getting by and i'm a freelance photographer and commercial cinematographer i guess that's the uh the yeah. term i landed on like the term i didn't want to I didn't want to say videographer. Why don't you like videographer? Because everybody's a videographer right. nowadays. You don't have to have any skill to be a videographer. You can just, you know, it's all on your phone. People doing now. TikTok. Whereas, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm a videographer. I can make that's a TikTok. That's why me while I vomit I'm, profusely. Yeah, dude, that, that's why I was like... <laughs> Zach was was so heated yesterday about like, oh, dude, Zach, I thought Zach was going to throw something at the, at the computer and at the microphone. He was so heated about like people saying that they're an artist or saying that they're a creative or saying they're a photographer or a filmmaker and almost devaluing the true essence of the craft because it's, they're saying that they're one thing, but they're really not. It's just out of a pure amateur hobby point of view where they haven't taken the time to learn the things that make a filmmaker a filmmaker or a photographer or a, a photographer. I was a little They're buzzed. Like, oh, I can take pictures with my iPhone. To be fair, you I, were also I, I, like, I was you were, you were <laughs> completely drunk. I was, but it was like an hour and a half rant. <laughs> well, that's what I was about to say. I was like, I, I caught myself because I was like, on my Instagram and stuff, it's like, oh, I just say designer. But I'm like, I sometimes look at it, I'm like, I don't want to be thought as well as people where it's like, I'm a designer or I'm an artist. But then it's like, if I, if I say industrial designer, no one's going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, yeah, no, I, I get that. Like, I guess you don't want uh, the general term where that was, yeah, that was mm-hmm. kind of what I was going off of. I apparently touched a nerve that I was. <laughs> really mad about that i guess you were, you were I, twinged man it was hilarious well, the idea was it was yeah it was the fact that i'm passionate about it i guess it was the um though i guess i was being a bit of an asshole but it was kind of like you know i just no, i don't like people half-assing it and trying to say that they're doing the same thing essentially mm-hmm. right and it's like well you know did you put the time in to really to really become did that or did you just say that I you're did. that yeah yeah, yeah. So, i don't know yeah there's a lot of guys that like to take yeah. shortcuts and and the the playing field's really changed with you know your the ability to just take you can take some really solid photos with the new phones i don't have a new phone i have a i've still got my iphone 7 and Ooh. it still works but i don't use it for taking photos it's just calls checking instagram checking whatever mm-hmm. and and uh and texting but like when people claim that they're a published or skilled photographer with an iphone <laughs> i want to kick them in the teeth because yeah. you, that's not true you don't have to do anything on a phone the phone does everything for you and it's it's cool and, and it's a technological feat but as far as understanding what an aperture is what a lens is what all your your shutter speed, your ISO, everything that goes into making a photo a good photo, even like composition stuff, yeah. like it, 
This is going to be good. Oh, this what, is gonna be good. <laughs> what kills me the most? <laughs> portrait mode. Yeah. You know, portrait mode. <laughs> where, where it blurs the background for you. And you can see it. You can blatantly see, like, this awkward, fuzzy, like, it's not even fuzzy, like, hard edge between crisp and fuzzy. And it's a fake aperture. It's a computer-generated aperture. And it is the most annoying thing for photographers. Because it takes, like, a, at least two years with of like self um, self education to understand what an aperture is, what each f stop they're called uh, does, and if and if you're just cheating, yeah, like that just completely demoralizes that two years yeah. that I just yeah, so I was like, hey, look, I can look how cool this, how great this photo yeah. is, you know, I the background's blurred. It's like oh, nice, Ooh, mm. fancy, fancy. Ooh. <laughs> Do you know why yeah, it's that's blurry? The you asked them the legitimate, the technological aspect. I was like, why is it, why is it blurry? Why do you like the blurry background too? That's another thing. It's like, it's great that it looks nice, but why do you like it? And they don't have an answer for you. Like, oh, it just looks nice. Because I saw it on it's Instagram. Like, no. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, no, it's just focused. that, that's when you just kick them in the teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the rest of the world is just, blurry and it's like, all right jesus yeah. get off like, your yeah okay whatever go get off your hands. but enough with the cynicism i mean i i like some photos that people take with iphones i think that you know wonderful things can be made with any any sort of medium but i think it's when you understand all the mediums right. and then you pick one that's that comes from a place of education rather than a place of self-centered you know uh egotistical Oh, wow, that was that was very well said. I'm gonna I'm cutting that up and I'm yeah. making a snippet out of that. That was awesome. <laughs> that was very well spoken. I'm getting like really, really That's cynical okay. right no, now. I can, I can feel building side of me Cynical's too. I'm just like ready thing. to oh, the stuff I see sometimes drives me Zach's insane. Getting fired up. Zach's getting real fired up. Yeah. So Sawyer, how as as a 23 year old freelance photographer and commercial cinematographer yeah you got it right. i almost said videographer <laughs> and i caught myself that's okay how, I, don't, I don't care like how, how are you able to do that you know 23 is old if you're comparing it to someone who's six but you genuinely like none of us really have a whole lot of life experience none of us have a whole lot of professional working experience and like uh, we were on your website earlier and you've got projects like out the wazoo. You've got a legit for all lack of a better term, a client list of people that you've done work for, you know, someone who doesn't necessarily understand freelance and can look at that and say, well, of course that guy's getting jobs because he has this portfolio, but the portfolio is built out of the jobs that you have gotten in some way, shape or form. Like you've at some point you must've made that, happen for yourself no one said like no one just gave you these projects is that correct mm -hmm. absolutely nobody i mean there there are a few instances where uh, you look at my website there's there's a difference between uh, paid gigs and non-paid gigs um the paid gigs are good because they pay and and you're working for a client that knows other clients and you that client you hope will tell other potential clients that you do good work and that you can be trusted as whatever your title is. This doesn't necessarily um, 
only count towards photography or videography. Um, but uh, then there's the non-paid um, personal projects. For example, on my website, there's one mm -hmm. called Lady in Red, and it's got a, a girl in a leather jacket with um, a red fiat from like the 70s or something like that. Uh, that was 100% just I wanted to take those photos, and I knew exactly what I wanted them to look like before uh, before I took them. I found a location. I got the the girl in the car, made sure, which, by the way, the girl owns the car, wow. which is the coolest cool thing car. ever. Yeah. And um, and she's got super, her, her name is Libby. She's got great style. She, like, just oozes mm -hmm. uh, aesthetic. <laughs> um. Those are nice, like the non-paid ones are nice because you have complete control over them. Nobody's telling you what to do, mm. but they don't pay. So um, when it comes to getting paid gigs, it's all about networking. You're, and not just networking in the sense where like you're talking to people. Is that you're leaving like a lasting impression, impression on them. I know earlier we talked about, uh, what was already. the quote? It was, uh, people will forget what you say and do but they'll never yes. forget how you make them feel. It, it goes into networking all the time. Like you need to leave a lasting impression on these people that you want to do work for and that you want to maybe not even do work for, but just be a part of their life and uh, have some sort of influence over the decisions that they make. It's kind of a very powerful, dark mm -hmm. way of putting it or like very overbearing, overbearing, but, but it works. It gets, it gets the point across. <laughs> like what's, how long have you been a freelance a freelancer? A real freelancer yes, or a, real a, freelancer. a fake freelancer? Real freelancer, um, I want to say the last wow. five years. Um, before that, I was, do I was doing jobs, but I had no idea what I was doing. And I, I knew how to turn the camera on. I knew how to set some settings. Do you know how to press record at that point? And <laughs> I knew how to press record. I found out what that was on day 366. Ooh, which happens to be today. <laughs> yeah. Today, yes. <laughs> So when um, around five years ago, I, I kind of figured out where where I belonged in the uh, in the broad spectrum of things, and uh, it's a it's an interesting moment when you figure that out because you just it's humbling and you realize okay mm -hmm. I'm below this guy obviously, but that doesn't mean I can't be that guy one day. But then I'm I'm definitely above this guy. Like I, you look at and not to you know, mock anybody's work. I'm not pointing fingers or anything or naming names, but you, you always find those people that you look at them and you go, yep. Okay. You gotta be confident. Love that. You gotta, you gotta be confident in yourself. Right? Fall like, below that. Especially something like that. Exactly. What's the biggest thing you've learned as a freelancer? Biggest thing I've learned. Um, the power of the word. No, you're, you know exactly where you want to go uh, as, as a freelance anything, we'll say. Say you're a hair and makeup artist, but you don't want to do celebrities walking down the red carpet. You want to do movies, for example. Y you don't have to say yes to the people who are just like the, the hairdresser that wants to, this is getting really, really vague, and I, I honestly have no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about when it comes to to that side of things, but it's a, it's an example. You don't have to say yes to everything 
that that comes your way it can be intimidating and scary when something comes your way and you're like man like i need that money like i need any money and this is the mindset that a lot of people our age mm-hmm. come out of college with like i need to make money I, because the economy is it's not bad but like the housing market is ridiculous you want to pay yeah. rent like dude forget about it <laughs> especially if you want to live That's anywhere where thing. things are yeah. happening it's that's the- that is a big thing. Like uh, you could afford to live out in the boonies, but you get to drive to get into anywhere that things are happening and you can't be mm-hmm. on call. You got to drive an hour to get there. Exactly. So saying no to, um, to projects that aren't going to steer you in the right direction and that aren't going to get you to where you ultimately want to be is not a crime. And it's not, it's not something that you should be afraid of as intimidating as it is, you know, there's, and there's a line, obviously you need to, you need to think about, you got to pay bills and you got to, you know, uh, figure out, you really think about where you're going to be after you do this gig that you kind of want to say no to. Are you going to be, you're going to be a little bit richer because you made some money, but all that money's going to get dumped back into your business or back into living expenses or whatever. But then that person or that client or that company, corporation, anything that you didn't want to do the work for, but you did, and he did a good job because you're a good person, then tells three other clients or, uh, or potential work that you, that's even further away from what you want to do, that you did a good job. And then they're contacting you. And now you've got, you know, you cut one head off yeah. and Hydra, yeah. three more. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah, the Hydra? Hydra? Is that what it's called? Yeah. So it's the Hydra of the Hydra business. of work oh, yeah, you do good. not want. That's good. So, hydro yeah <laughs> so it's good to do and you can pull favors for uh friends even if you don't want to do it that's it's totally acceptable i guess uh but you know use your uh my mic's going a little weird right now there we go um just use your intuition and find out what what you want to do and steer the ship in that direction and you know, work, do free work. If you have to do, um, it's like a, like a side project, a personal project that will put you on the radar of people that you want to work for and pull as many strings as you need to, because it will be worth it in the end. And I'm yeah. not even at the end yet. And I'm just, I can see it. Like, it's like, it's right there. It's like on the horizon. Right you're like, you're going towards <laughs> it, but it's still so far off in the distance. You got along like exactly. surely we all, I mean, we all do. We're all like 23 relative infants, but like we still got a long way to I go. Like but that. the exciting part is we, relative infants. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. That's a relative, relative infants. Relative I can see infants. a poster of that. I can, I'm writing that down right now. I can read just a bunch of, Oh yeah, dude. I, 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 yeah, your posters are I appreciate dope, that, especially coming from you. Cause I remember, I remember telling Dylan, I was like, you know, of what you're doing now, but, I was like, man, this guy, Sawyer, when we were younger, whenever it was like a project where we had to like, you know, whether it was a PowerPoint or like make something look good, you were the guy to go to because it was like everyone was trying to use, <laughs> I don't know, comic strip or whatever that program was. And you're over here Big on strip, fucking yeah. Illustrator and Photoshop <laughs> at like, you know, early age, just killing it. And um yeah. I was lucky enough to learn Illustrator yeah. at the age of Whoa. like eight, uh, at like CS3 Jesus. or something like that, back when it was bef- before Creative Cloud and all that stuff and Photoshop, the same deal. 
Um, but that's uh, my dad's a graphic that's designer. Why. I was just happened to be in yeah. the right place. That was like right the right after. Time. That's like right after my name discovered <laughs> Fire when CS3 came out. You guys are like, Honestly, that's like, like, talk about primitive. Yeah, first came the vector shape and then came the log exactly. on fire. Did, did having a, a parent who was, an, who was already a designer, did that impact you to pursue a more creative side? Absolutely. His, a lot of my first... Uh, jobs, early clients, anything. It came directly from having um, my father. Was, uh, his name's Kale. Like, fantastic role Kale, model. Like fantastic, the vegetable. Um, kind of, but switched the L and the E. Oh, it, cool. Yeah. Kale Yarbrough is like a NASCAR driver from the 70s. He was named after, apparently. Allegedly. 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 I was named after Bob Dylan. Allegedly. No, that's what I just that's what I just I just tell that to everybody. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know who I was. I was named after Tom Sawyer, a racist. I, I think probably. he was racist, wasn't he? I don't know. Yeah, I think he was. I, don't, I, don't I mean, know. in today's context, he was. In their context, probably Absolutely. not. Different times. Mm -hmm. uh, but to answer your question, yes, hundred percent. Watching um, a creative mind work. Uh, throughout my entire childhood just it, it pushes you to just be creative and also having that sort of criticism early on which is a lot of people would go like oh he was hard on you like well yeah but yeah uh, thank you i'm so happy that he was because it it shaped my standards of of um like visual standards and honestly standards of anything uh, it totally created uh my creative yeah process i guess I, i'm i'm running out of words here but it, it really really shaped who i am today and i would never ask mm -hmm. for anything different it was sounds it was like kale raised a good kid yeah Got on that. I hope he thinks he's upstairs. Got on that design critique vibe early on. Yeah. Especially if you just mm. you grow up with that as a way of thinking, it it becomes default. You know. Exactly. It's like anything. I find that people, just people in general, like if you you can spot or pick somebody out of a crowd that hasn't mm. experienced enough because they just don't fit. Mm. Almost. It's. I'm sorry to anybody who, doesn't who feels that way about themselves. Who doesn't fit, yeah. But they don't. sometimes they don't know it. You just Sometimes they need that wake-up call to yeah. make them realize that, and then maybe they'll go and do something. You hey, know. you don't fit. Absolutely. Hey, you don't fit. Do something about it. <laughs> hey, you don't fit. And they go, what? And they're just like, yeah. Yeah, and you just away. completely leave them alone. And then you come back three years later, and they've actually done something, and it's actually kind of cool. They've done something. You know, that's, right? that's the exciting yeah. thing. So now we're in a bit of a kerfuffle here because we have an hour and 22 minutes and 41 seconds of episode that did not get recorded because Sawyer messed up, which is okay. It's not the end of the world. It's personally, I don't care. I kind of, I kind of enjoy okay. that we get to do this because now this is, we're going to make this formal decision right here, right now, live on the air, but as long as you're not doing anything tomorrow and we're in the middle of a lockdown, so I can't imagine that you are, 
we would love to have you come no. back on the show tomorrow and go like take a huge deep dive into a whole bunch of like the projects that you've done on like you've made you've done films you've made documentaries and we're gonna we're gonna tackle all of it we're gonna mm -hmm. get deep we're gonna get gnarly we're gonna get weird i'd love nothing more than that are you Absolutely. gonna bring the coronas back tomorrow yeah i've Ooh, got some extra ones in the fridge sweet. we'll uh we'll make sure that we perfect up. now if, pe if people want to connect with you until tomorrow's episode where where should we direct those people uh, my Instagram, my Behance, or my website. Uh, you can find me uh, on Instagram at s.edworthy. Um, you'll see all my latest work. It goes up there usually first. I can get some of my music taste, some of my projects coming up. Uh, actually, I always put uh, the current project that I'm working on in my bio, so you can also mm. see my clients and... and uh, you know, find something for yourself. Um, my website is sedworthy.com, S-E-D-W-O-R-T-H-Y dot C-O-M. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> I appreciate you spelling out yeah. .com for us as well. <laughs> you never know. Some, some of us are rather illiterate. Some of us are rather illiterate. That's me. It's, I'm, I'm glad you said that. It's me. <laughs> awesome. And if you want to send us an email, send us an email to hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. Sawyer will, for a fact, be back on here tomorrow for episode 98 of the Process Podcast. We're going to take a deep dive. And Zach, what is our Instagram? Process underscore underscore podcast. Go give it a follow. Check it out. Cool snippets and sketches yes. and other whatnot stuff. And more pictures and everything. And it's going to be absolutely beautiful. And until then, until tomorrow's episode, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. Have a good one. Peace.